The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. This program is designed to discuss trends in real estate investing, promote financial literacy, and learn how to create financial freedom for your life. Get the hottest tips from experts in real estate investing and more. Now, here's your host, Lori Wetzel. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. I am so excited today. I have some of my favorite people uh, with me on the show. So before we get started, and thank you for my listening audience and being with us today, there's a couple of things that I just want you to remember because the path to entrepreneurship is clear. I want you to make sure that you remember these two things. You want to own a small business and you want to invest in real estate. If you don't remember anything else, remember those two things. It's how I got my my start to financial freedom through real estate investing. And so we're here today to share with our listening audience. Now, the format of the show, our first segment, we're going to cover what's hot in the real estate market today. We cover different geographical locations throughout the country. So this time, we're going to cover the San Diego market. So stay tuned with that. We also have guest investors, uh, authors, celebrities. They have an opportunity to come on and share their wisdom as well. We're going to cover a piece on financial literacy, and if we have time at the end, we will have a Q&A. So, I want you to also remember this. You may ask yourself this question, why do you want to listen to Lori Wetzel? Well, I will tell you why. I am a light bringer a magic maker, a world shifter, and a game changer. I will challenge you, break you open, uplift and expand you, and I won't let you play small with your life. Life is too short. Play big and have fun. So with that, I would love to introduce you to my first guest. His name is Mickey Roberts. He's a broker in the San Diego market with Remax. So Mickey actually hails from the great state of Vermont. Uh, He purchased his first house in Mission Viejo, California in 1984. He started selling real estate in San Diego in August of 1985 with Century 21. And then he joined Remax uh, in 1991, and he became a Hall of Fame member with Remax in 1997. His career sales are over $500 million for both residential and commercial real estate in the San Diego market. And listen, what I really love about Mickey is he's old school. 
He loves to have a conversation uh, with his customers to really get to know them and what they're looking for in the San Diego market. And then he has the ability to deliver on that. So, Mickey, are you there? Yes. Thank you, Lori. Hey, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So tell me, Mickey, what's hot in the real estate market in the San Diego area? Uh, you know, single-family houses and apartments are doing very well. Uh, especially commercial apartments, they're hard to, uh, small inventory, a lot of multiple offers. Okay. So when you say single-family houses, give me an idea of what you're referring to. You're talking about 1,200 square feet? Are you talking about three bedrooms, one and a half baths? Give me an idea. Uh, even a two-bedroom, a one-bath house in San Diego, just as long as it's detached, um, it's, you know, it's moving. Uh, the inventory here is very low, uh, so it's, it's still a good seller's market here in San Diego. Okay. And so what is the average after repair value for 2-1? Uh, you're looking probably the average price is still over 400000 Wow. With with mm-hmm. a two two bedroom one bath, yes. Oh, I yeah. forgot. This this is this is West Coast real estate. I got it's it. Yeah, it's West Coast real estate. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at a six hundred, seven hundred square foot house. You know, like in North Park, um, you're looking at you know four fifty, four seventy five uh, for a single family house at that size. Mm, okay, so are there any other neighborhoods besides North Park that's uh, pretty popular right now? Yes, uh, Rancho Bernardo, uh, Poway, uh, Scripps Ranch, 4S uh, Ranch, Escondido. I was just up looking, at, we were showing houses uh, this weekend to a young couple uh, in Escondido. The houses up there, you can find a four-bedroom, two-bath house, about 1,800 square feet in the 460, 470 range. So it's a little further out. It's about 30 miles from downtown San Diego, uh, Escondido. But it's, you know, the market is, is, you know, the houses are much larger. So you, you tend to get a lot of first-time home buyers up there. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Cause I was just about to ask, what's the demographics these days of people that are buying the property? So they're usually young, married, any yeah. kids? Married with two children. Right, in their 30s. Um, The demographics have changed a little bit on the West Coast. It used to be when I bought my first house, I was 24. Now it seems to be people are buying their first house in their 30s, at least here on the West Coast. Mm, Got it. Okay. So now tell me about the commercial apartments you mentioned earlier. Apartments are are doing really well because you have a lot of cash uh, investors who are doing 1031 exchanges. So um, they might be exchanging property, you know, from Texas or whatever, what other state, maybe moving their money to California for appreciation. And uh, so there's been a lot of movement. And there's also a lot of foreign investors, too, that have come into California that will pay cash. So it seems like there's multiple offers on apartment buildings a lot. And so when you say foreign investors, give me an idea from what countries. Um, last year I had four transactions just from, uh, you know, from China. So uh, investors 
people that live here, but they originally, you know, came from China. They live in the United States now. So I had four last year. So mm-hmm. I would say, um, you know, it's probably a lot of Chinese buying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On the West and, Coast. And anyone else? Um, let's see. There, the demographics would be probably uh, India also. Oh, Here interesting. in the San Diego market. Mm-hmm. So would it be safe to say real estate is on sale in America everywhere? Yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's a great investment. It's a great mm. investment. Mm. Now, um, you mentioned 30 miles from downtown San Diego from the single-family residence. I'm curious now because I'm, I'm headquartered in the Chicago market. Uh, our traffic is brutal, but I tell you what, Washington, D.C. has Chicago traffic beat uh, by far. What's it like in living out in Escondido then 30 miles from downtown San Diego. Is that an issue when people uh, look to purchase homes or do they lean more toward the criteria of the better school systems? What do they take into consideration? Most, most young families, t- probably their biggest consideration is uh, schools. Schools in Poway, Rancho Bernardo have really, really good schools. Coronado has very good schools in Del Mar. But Del Mar and Coronado are on the water, so they tend to be out of their price range. So they tend to come up North County, which is RB, uh, Poway, uh, and then they'll go to Escondido a little further up because you can even get a bigger house for the price, for the same price. Okay. So the traffic, to get to your question, traffic here in San Diego uh, is it's not as bad as uh, Orange County or L.A. I lived in Orange County for five years in Newport Beach, and the traffic was horrible. Even on Sundays, the freeways backed up. But at least in San Diego, you can move around, mm-hmm. and so it's not too bad. It's like three, 3.5 million people. And so, uh, and San Diego spread out. Uh, I live in Poway. And uh, we're 25 miles from uh, 25 miles north of the city, so uh, and it so it takes you about 25 minutes to get down there, really. Um, as long as you don't go at five o'clock traffic. Ah, I knew it was a catch, Mickey. Oh yeah, there's a catch. There's a catch. <laughs> so tell me, if I'm relocating uh, to the beautiful city of San Diego. One, why would I want to do that? And two, what's, tell me in terms of real estate, what should I look for from relocating? Let's just say I am married. Uh, I, uh, the kids are out of the house, so we're going to take the school system out of the equation, right? But I'm still working, uh, and I'm relocating to San Diego. What would you recommend for me? Well, first question I'd ask is, what's your goal of buying real estate? Uh, what are you, uh, you're looking for, how long are you going to live in San Diego? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd say maybe five years before I move. And school is not an issue? And school is not an issue. issue. Okay, and what price range? Because San Diego is so large, the area, different price ranges. The further you away, the further you go from the ocean, and the further you go from downtown, prices get cheaper. Oh, okay. So I say anywhere between, oh, I don't know, three fifty and four hundred thousand. 
Uh, you're probably looking at Escondido, uh, like North County, which I mentioned, like Fallbrook, Escondido. Uh, maybe Oceanside, if you want to be near the water. You have to go a little bit inland, not near the water. Uh, but uh, Oceanside has three zip codes, so it's pretty big. Uh, you would have to go to, like, maybe out in East County, like La Mesa, El Cajon, uh, or South Bay, south of the city towards the Mexico border, um, ah. like Chula Vista. So you just have to go to surrounding areas for 350 to 450. The average sales price is about almost 600,000 in San Diego County. Okay. And uh, are folks still having challenges with receiving financing through the traditional markets or has that loosened up a bit? No, uh, that's that's a great question because uh I've been in the business 30 years, and I've gone through two recessions. This is still probably the biggest problem I have in, my, in our industry is the lending. Lending is still kind of a nightmare. I did a deal that fall out a few weeks ago. The, under, the underwriter kicked it out. It was based on, you know, information. It was a VA loan, but the lender should have caught it before they approved it, and then it, you know, went back to underwriting. It got knocked out. And it's just that the lenders don't even know the requirements. Ah, I got it. So typically I mean, from, the, from the time, just with a few minutes that we have left, from the time that uh, you have a buyer that uh, finds a property that they like to the actual closing, what's your average time frame? About 35 days. Oh, that's not too bad. No, it's not too bad. No. That's not, that's not bad at all. Okay. Well, listen, Mickey, do you have a favorite charity or a project that you're working on right now that you'd like to share with the listening audience? Um, we, uh, uh, what's it, uh, Children's Miracle Network. Ah, okay. So Children's Miracle Network, can you tell me a little bit about that charity? Oh, it's, it's a charity that uh, REMAX uh, it's been involved with since uh, uh, since like the 90s. So uh, I joined Remax in 1991. So it's just a thing that we've you know donate money to uh, donate um, usually money off every closing, and uh, the money just goes to the Children's Miracle Network. So you know usually the kids are having uh, issues, medical issues. Wow, you've been doing this since 1991. Yes. Wow, that's awesome, Mickey. Well, listen, our time is up, but I want to thank you for sharing your insights and wisdom in the San Diego real estate market. Uh, It's an honor and pleasure for you to be uh, on our show. And uh, when I come out to the West Coast in San Diego, I will be sure to look you up. Please do. Thank you. All All right. right. Take care. All right. when When we come back from the break... We are going to talk about, so you think you know how to do fix and flipping, right? With our two guests, Darren Davis and Kendall Stock, we'll be right back after the break. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes. 
How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. Do you feel it when you work with marketing or PR firms? They're moving in slow motion. Or they just don't know what they're talking about. You won't get that on Marketing at Lightspeed. Host Ethan Raziel and his guest experts will deliver tips and tricks that work at Lightspeed. If you want to accelerate your company's marketing, listen every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Tune in to Insights and Strategies with Barbara Lang for a look into the issues that matter to you, such as economic growth and stability, quality education, strong neighborhoods, and accountable leadership. We'll also highlight leadership today, how it can be strengthened, and how it impacts your community. Insights and Strategies is heard live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. This is Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. To reach Lori with questions or comments, please send an email to Lori at meetlauriwetzel.com. Again, that's Lori at meetlauriwetzel.com. Now, back to Keeping It Real. Welcome back, everyone. So today, our featured guests are going to discuss fixing flipping. And, you know, some people will say, oh, I've been doing this business for years as a real estate investor. I know what to do. Um, it's, it's something that anybody can have an opportunity to do. Well, yes and no. Yes, you can become a real estate investor. Yes, fix and flipping is an exit strategy. However, you definitely want to be educated in doing it the right way so that not only as an investor you are successful, but you also leave something on the table for your new buyers that are coming in for the property. So I have two of the top instructors for fix and flipping in the country, Kendall Stock and Darren Davis. They have created Sage Investing LLC in uh, 2010, and they are actually based in South Riverside County in in California. So we're hanging out on the West Coast today. Both Kendall and Darren, they have flipped over 100 residential properties. They have generated a net profit of just over $2.2 million to their company and investors. And they accomplished all of this using no money or credit of their own. Now, get this. Darren was a former paint pump mechanic in his early career, right? But he knew he had to choose something different different. Kendall, on the other hand, did what most Americans are brought up to do, go to school, 
get a good job, get out there and go to the workforce. Now, his dream was to be a dentist, but guess what? It didn't work out for him. He was not accepted into dental school. And he's like, okay, now what? So I am really honored to have both of these guests on. They are the top instructors in our country with Fix and Flipping. Please welcome Kendall Stock and Darren Davis. Hey, thank you, Lori, for having us on the show. Great to be Good. here. Woo! So, you know what? Let me just start out with this quote. I think it's hilarious, actually. You say, everything happens for a reason. But sometimes the reason is that you're either stupid or you make bad decisions. So, I love it because, one, the name of my show is Keeping It Real (laughs) with Lori Wetzel. And number two, it's true. Like, things happen for a reason, but we got to take a look at ourselves and like, wow, I, I wasn't educated. I'm in this business. Uh, I didn't know the proper way. You make dumb mistakes, bad decisions based on being uneducated. Would you agree with that? Oh, most definitely. I mean, that's that's. I I love to use that to introduce my story when I'm talking about people because I was an educated investor, and even as an educated investor, I made stupid decisions. And you know, back in 2007, 2008, at the end of 2008, lost everything and had to build our business completely from scratch, and I had I had no money, I had no credit, and literally the only thing that enabled me to continue was the education that I had received. I still knew how to flip houses. I still knew how to raise capital. Darren and I formulated a partnership, and I, I we update our statistics a little bit because we've now, it's kind of fun, we're over 180 houses that we have flipped, net profit of over $2.8 million dollars, Wow. In the, last, in the last six years, Darren and I have bought and sold over $300 million worth of real estate. Yeah. Woo! That is impressive. So tell right, me. Isn't it? Even, even it though is. I'm a paint mechanic in a previous life, I mean, <laughs> you can too become a real estate investor and, and, and have these, uh, you know, these fun uh, experiences and these fancy uh, stories to talk about afterwards. <laughs> Who would have thought? So, right. how did you pick yourself up when you lost everything? This was before you became educated. So, you lost it and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to say when you fall down, get back up. That's the secret of success, right? If you fall down seven times, the secret is to get up eight times, right? But when you're in the throes of it, when you're in the valley and you lost everything, what did you say to yourself to pick yourself back up? Well, I knew it was a decision, you know, and I stayed in that valley for a long time. So it wasn't, it wasn't like I just, you know, hey, this sucks. Let me just pull myself back up. But I stayed in that valley for a long time, and I fell into the trap that many people do where I was, I was looking for something or someone to blame. And I realized that that, that was ridiculous. You know, I, I would watch the news, and I'd see, oh, my gosh, the banks are getting bailed out. Who's coming to bail me out? And I realized what a victim mentality that I had created, and I said, you got to knock this crap off. 
You know, I, I always tell, I'm a father of four girls, and I always tell my girls, suck it up, princess. And Whoa. I kind of had a suck it up, princess moment of myself, saying, Kendall, the only way you're going to do this is pick yourself, there's one way to pick yourself up. Grab your bootstraps and get back to work. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. It is what it is. Your past does not determine your future. So get to work. And I relied upon the education that I had. And I was nervous. I was, I was scared to get back into the game. But I knew that I had skill sets that other people didn't have. And I knew that I could go out there and raise capital. And then I partnered up with Darren. And he had skill sets in, in the analysis of properties. And we formulated a partnership and said, stop feeling sorry for ourselves. The only way we can get out of this solution or out of this problem is to work. So let's put our nose down and get to work. So I'm hearing a couple of things. One, it's uh, it's a choice, it's a decision, and it's a mindset that you're not going to stay there. Number two, you leverage re- resources because you joined, formed the partnership with Darren. He has some strengths and skills that you didn't have. And so by leveraging the resources around you, you were able to join together and, as you say, get to work. Is that accurate? That is. Okay. Yeah, I, you know, at many, at many points... <laughs> You just you have to make a decision, you have to get to work, and you have to decide enough is enough. And that, that turning point for me was when my wife and I, we were doing our grocery shopping at the dollar store. And when my wife's debit card got rejected for $12, enough was enough. You know, that the pity party is over, and it is time to suck it up and get busy. And that's hard. Mm. You know, it's easier said than done, but you have to take ownership. I watched Darren for when he lost, when Darren lost his job, when he was laid off, I Mm -hmm. watched him come in every single day and study his education. And I used to think, what is this guy doing? He's not buying any houses. He's just learning how to analyze them. And I thought, what a waste of time. Why don't you go out there and make some money? But you know what? It's been, it's been critical in the success of our business. He was getting to work in a different fashion. Wow. So your recommendation is you're going to become an expert before you even flip your first property. That is what I would promote or teach to every new student. Mm. And that's what I, I mean, and I, I teach that because that's what has worked for me. And when I say become an expert, I don't mean take the next 20 years and go figure this out. I mean, surround yourself with experts, take the lessons that they have learned, and apply them to you. Go and do. Knowledge on ice does you nothing if you do not apply it. Uh, Create a focus. You talked about, um, you know, we talked about getting to work. Create a focus. And as Kendall always says, focus stands for follow one course until successful. And that focus has got to be laser beam focused. And that's really what we did in the beginning of our business. We kept it simple by doing one thing and then doing one thing well until it was virtually autopilot. And then we could add to it. Um, and that's how our business has grown uh, from, from the beginnings of flipping one house at a time to flipping a dozen at a time. 
So, Darren, that's the secret then, right? Focus, follow one course until successful. You get to work, you're laser focused, and you do one thing. You get good at that one strategy. So, in your case, it was fix and flipping. Is that accurate? It was. It is. And it was fix and flip because I needed a check. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> You know, one of, the yeah. people, one of the mistakes we see people make is they decide they want to become real estate investors, which is fantastic, right? That is not a mistake. Mm-hmm. That is a great choice. But the mistake is that then they become a wandering generality rather than a focused specific. Mm-hmm. They go out there and they will chase any rabbit down any hole if they see potential profit. But what ends up happening is they just create a system of frustration. They don't stick with any one strategy, whether it's wholesaling or fix and flip or buy and hold or subject to you name it. They chase so many rabbits down so many holes that they come home empty-handed and frustrated and saying, well, this doesn't work. But on the contrary, you, like you said earlier in the first segment, <laughs> the key to success is own a small business and invest in real estate. Without those two, you're never going to make it financially. But you I must be focused in your efforts. Mm-hmm. laser focus it is your intention and then the attention that you give to it and mm-hmm. I imagine too that you would start with the end in mind so you gotta visualize what that looks like and then know the steps to work your way backwards so that you are you can ensure that you're following the, the laser focus path that you set out for yourself mm-hmm. I would imagine. Well, yeah. And, and, I mean, you want to build yourself a foundation. And part of that is coming up with what are you going to do over the next 90 days? What are you going to accomplish? What are you going to accomplish then in the next six months or a year? What does your business look like in five years? And then start building that. Start creating the relationships necessary for you to have success. Because there's no reason to do this by yourself. Why go out and reinvent the wheel? I mean, find people who have done it and then do what they do. You know, Dan, I'm so glad you mentioned that with foundation. The both of you, you teach something called the six F's of fix and flipping. So before we actually get into that, because I know that first F is foundation. And just like with any property you want to have a strong foundation and the same with your business but I don't want to get into that right now I'm going to wait until we come back from break then we're going to jump right in into those six F's of fix and flipping where you are adding you're acquiring a property you are adding value to that property and then you have the ability to sell it for a profit so when we come back from the break we're going to cover that okay guys Awesome. All right. Uh, We'll be right back with Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel and our guest, Darren Davis and Kendall Stock. Uh, We'll be right back. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Do you feel overwhelmed by money? 
Not how much you have, but how to talk about it. We face financial decisions every single day that can change the game for us. Listen for Making Money Fun with Shanna Tinjam. You'll learn more about what you can do with your money and ultimately what it can do for you. Don't cower under a rock about investing in personal finance. Talk about it with your family, your friends, and more. Listen every Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. What makes great leaders? Results? A lasting legacy? Is it making a difference in your life or maybe the lives of others? I lead. The Leadership Connection with host Dr. Linda Sharkey will bring you the practical tips and tools to make you an extraordinary leader and by doing so, build a better, more successful and more profitable organization. Our show is all about you, the leader that you can be and the culture that you can create. Tune in to I Lead, The Leadership Connection, live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. To reach Lori with questions or comments, please send an email to Lori at MeetLoriWetzel.com. Again, that's Lori at MeetLoriWetzel.com. Now, back to Keeping It Real. Okay, welcome back, everyone. We are talking about fix and flipping properties. So, You've got to be able to acquire those properties. You you add value to those properties, and then you sell it at a profit. And it's all the craze today. I can't turn on a cable television show, whether it's uh, HGTV or uh, DIY or many of the shows, and it's all about fix and flipping. But I know because I'm educated that what you see on television is not exactly how it really goes. They've got to abbreviate it because it is television, right? So a lot of the behind the scenes is left out. That's why I'm so excited that we have two of my favorite people with us, both Darren Davis and Kendall Stock. And they tell me that there are six F's. To fix and flipping. We have the foundation. You're going to find the property. You're going to fund the property. You're going to fix it up. You're going to flip it and finish it. So let's go with foundation because I know, Darren, you started talking about that before before the break. Tell me about foundation. How important well, is I it? Preach, yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up because that really is uh, one of my favorite subject matter, uh, Laurie. And uh, building a strong foundation, I mean, it's important in everything that you do, and especially in your business. And by building a strong foundation, I'm talking about 
making sure that you run your business like a business. Uh, I, I've come across so many people that they think they are real estate investors because they have enough money to buy real estate. Uh, that is not what, that's not the only criteria in order to be a real estate investor. And, and so I, when I advise people, coach people, I'm always asking them, all right, so what is it, what is your plan? What is it that you want to accomplish? And then what is it going to take to get there? And inevitably, it always requires other people's help in order to get there. And what I mean by that is that you've got to build yourself a team. Mm. Uh, you're not going to do all of this by yourself. Uh, and if you do, you're doing it wrong. You know, involve other people. Uh, we don't create just win situations. We create win-win-win situations where uh, I can go out now, I can buy a house, and then I can hire people that, that uh, need to support their families to go out and do things that they do really well, like plumbing and electrical and painting and those kind of things. And, uh, and I am very happy to be able to pay them for the work that they do. All of a sudden now... I'm receiving benefit, they're receiving benefit, I'm doing things that I like to do, and they're doing things that they like to do. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, it's, uh, there's so much uh, involved in building relationships in this business that I never knew about when I got started. So rule number one is build your real estate investing team around you. Because yes. you can hire others that are much better at at it than 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 you are. So I guess some of the rookie mistakes would be oh, I could do it myself, or oh, I can save a dollar here, I can save five hundred dollars here. Uh, I'll just do it myself and take a shortcut. You know, you you could do that, um, just do it yourself. But I'll tell you, I've got five children of my own, and they range from five years old to 17 years old. And my time with them is worth mm. far more than 100 or 500 bucks. And mm. I spent a lot of time in the uh, corporate world and, uh, you know, working as a paint pump mechanic and paint pump sales uh, beforehand. And I, I, I put my best hours of the day um, for somebody else, I allowed my best time during the day to be used by somebody else. And I'm not doing that anymore. I've made a decision to change, and, and so I have. And, and so don't, don't try and shortcut stuff. Make sure you do, you know, do what is right and use a professional. Um, I've got a, uh, I mean, I, I've, I've heard that an associate uh, of ours recently was, uh, you know, had questions about, hmm, should I pull a permit if I'm going to add on a, uh, uh, you know, a 400-square-foot deck with an ocean view? And it's like, well, uh, is it required to pull permits to do that? Well, it is, and so you better do it. And if it's yes. uh, at least for the safety of the person who's going to purchase the property. Yes, I mean, you got to be able to sleep at night. Right. There's, I mean, don't go out and shortcut this stuff. Use professional. And I don't mean just professional contractors, but use professionals in your business, like an accountant 
and a, and like a, a lawyer to set up your company when the time comes. Um, I don't care if you are an accountant. Use third-party accounting, especially if you're going to be uh, using other people's money like we do because yes. we did not have, you know, in the beginning, we did not have any of our own money to do this. And so... Uh, we had to be responsible for other people's money and uh, having a third-party accountant uh, or accounting firm really helps. So, Darren, who would you recommend if you're first starting out and minimum, who should you have on your real estate team? You mentioned accountant. Oh, you mentioned yeah. lawyers. Who else? Yeah. Uh, have a tax professional, someone who's mm-hmm. going to be able to file your uh, K-1s for your LLCs and also uh, uh, make sure that it, he implements your tax plan uh, mm-hmm. so that you're paying only your fair share of taxes. Uh, that is a huge benefit of owning your own business and being a real estate professional. Government will incentivize you to do things uh, that they want you to do, like create jobs and create housing. And so make sure that you uh, get the appropriate write-offs. Uh, and then have your um, have your uh, uh, agents, brokers that are going to be li- uh, selling your properties for you or bringing buyers. Make mm-hmm. sure you have relationships with them. They will also bring you deals, especially deals that might be hard, that are non-traditional. Uh, does that make sense? It uh, does. Mm-hmm. You know, a house, a house has to be in a certain condition for someone to come in to purchase it uh, with, uh, certain financing like FHA or VA or USDA financing. House has to be in a certain condition. And so if the house can only be sold cash because of the condition that it's in, well, we're cash purchasers. Isn't that great? <laughs> so have, have relationships with agents and brokers that are out there in the field so that you don't have to be the one trying to have your thumb on everyone's pulse. You know, have some good team members that have that knowledge themselves and can share it with you. Got it. Okay. And then adding with that, then your general contractors, your insurance agents, um, all of that is critical. So you're not in this by yourself. Nope. All right. You're, You're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. Got it. Okay. Let's talk about the next uh, step. Find it. How do you find good real estate deals for to uh, for acquisition when it comes to fix and flipping? Where do you look? Well, I'll tell you, Laura. You can find good deals all around, and there, you know, we let people know that you can use many different strategies. I mean, in the past, we purchased a lot of our our properties right at the courthouse steps. Uh, at foreclosure auctions. Um, You've seen those things on TV and stuff like that. They're not quite as dramatic as they're made out to be. But uh, we've purchased literally almost 100 of our houses that we have flipped uh, at the courthouse steps. And uh, we've had many people tell us, well, you know, you just can't make money doing doing it that way. And you know what we tell them? What? Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Believe what you want. And then we go out and do it anyways. 
You know, and so I'm telling you, I mean, if you have a plan and you come up with a system, it works. But now, you know, foreclosure auctions have slowed down quite a bit as the economy has gotten better over the last few years. Mm-hmm. And we have most of our deals coming now through our networking. And so we have wholesalers and agents and just people that have real estate problems uh, that they need to solve that come mm-hmm. to us, and we end up getting the majority of our deals that way now. And so it's, you know, there's, there, you can find a good deal everywhere, but really the great deals, they are created. And what I mean by that is that you can take someone that has a problem. Um, man, I, I've got so many examples. One recently was we had... We're actually flipping a house right now that we're flipping for the second time. I don't know if that happens typically, but um, people that bought it from us the first time we flipped it in 2012, mm-hmm. um, they ended up running, falling on hard times. Job changes, had to move. She's pregnant with her first child. They had a slab leak at the house that now has to be repaired before they can sell it. And they've got to get out of town because he's got job interviews out of state and everything else. And so you can see where this could be a high-stress situation. And uh, uh, the agent that had sold the house to this couple um, gave us a call and says, Hey, um, remember that house over here on you know, Larkspur? And we're like, yeah. Uh, well, uh, the owners of the house have got a problem. Well, could you talk to them? And sure enough, we did and found out what it is that they needed, what they were looking for, and really they needed a little cash in their hand, and they needed to get out so they could go out and uh, uh, be there for job interviews, actually in your side of town, out there in Chicago. Uh, wow. As a pipe fitter. Yeah, uh-huh. he was moving a little distance. Um, and so uh, we were able to give them $10,000 to help them along their way and take over the mortgage and catch it up, start making the payments on time for them and just take over the property and while we are fixing it until the moment uh, comes or came when the house was ready to be listed and then sold again. And so virtually we took control of the house for $10,000 cash for keys and another $10,000 to catch up the mortgage. And then that was it. And so we didn't even have to come out of pocket hundreds of thousands of dollars to get into this house. And, you know, we're in it for about, oh, man, I think we were in it for five weeks before we had it on the market. We sold it for 280000 And you know what? We're going to make a decent little profit. Wow. So I have not heard of flipping the same house twice, but what's more important and what I'm hearing is you are a problem solver for others, and that's how you find your properties. You know, there's a misperception out there that, uh, you know, real estate investors are greedy or real estate investors are only in it for the profit, but if you do it right, what I'm hearing from you guys is that you provide a service to solve the problems of other folks. They had to get out. They had to move to Chicago. Um, 
it was a lot of stress on them from what I'm hearing. So you were able to give them peace of mind. You were able to catch up the mortgage, right? They were able to get out the deal, put a little money in their pocket, get to where they needed to be for their new job. And you were able to come in, take over um, that property and and catch up the mortgage. And you're still going to make a a small profit off the deal. And that's solving a problem. It is. That is, I mean, everyone in this situation has got a smile on their face. Just because you win doesn't mean someone else has to lose. And I yes. think people understand that. Uh, because it, as an investor, you get the opportunity to make a decision, make a choice. And you can make this good for everybody. I love it. I love it. All right, let's move on to the next one, fund it. Now, you talked about none of your own money or none of your own credit. And people hear that and say, oh, yeah, right, right? They're like, I don't believe that. But it's true, isn't it? Isn't it funny what the stories people tell themselves? (laughs) Oh, you can't do that. (laughs) I I I always question the question, right? Why are we conditioned to even think that way? What has happened in your life to make you think you can't do that? It's it's unfortunate. But, you know, yeah, people, they always say, you can't do that. Well, you know what, folks? I've done over, I've done hundreds and hundreds of deals with no money or no credit of my own. And it falls back to the thing Darren just finished up on, which is we are professional problem solvers. Mm-hmm. We find a problem and we create a better solution. And when it comes to funding deals, there's all sorts of traditional ways you can go to the bank and get financing. You can use hard money lenders, and they're all great resources, but that still never gives you 100% of the needed capital. So the solution we found was to go out there and raise private funds, build relationships with people, find out what kind of funds they have in their retirement accounts, teach them how to genuinely self-direct those accounts, and give them a better return. You know, the question that I always tell people is if I could double or triple your existing return secured by real estate, would you be open to a conversation? It's a soft pitch. But we know that people are getting their butts kicked in the market right now. And if we can have a solution that is secured by property and then have a conversation, we've literally been able to raise millions of dollars and gives us the needed capital <clears throat> But we then need to, we've now found the property, we've funded it, we fix it, flip it, put money in our pocket. It gives us 100% of the cash that we need. And the best part is the way Darren and I structure our business, we have no carrying costs. Can you imagine having millions of dollars with no carrying costs? It's a beautiful thing. That is is fantastic. Mm, Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. And you know what? And it... In today's market, when you go in business for yourself, well, we prefer real estate investing, but, you know, some people have the traditional brick-and-mortar stores with overhead. Some people have the type of business where you have inventory. And I'm like, no, why? Why why would you want to do that today, right? This is an opportunity and a way for you to help other people solve their problems, as well as you being able to make a nice profit for your business and feel good about it. I I think it's perfect. So you mentioned... And we get to to take a lot of vacation, Lori. (laughs) (laughs) 
You know, and this is our why. I loved it when you guys talked about your family because that's my why too. This is a way for you to leave a legacy for your family to be able to spend time with your family. They don't stay young forever. And I got to tell you, before I began doing this business, I missed some of my kids' soccer games. I missed some of their swim meets. Right. And I didn't like it. I didn't like it one bit, but I had to choose between being chained to corporate America because I, I at the time I had wanted to keep my job or just say, you know, s- skip it. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not coming into work today or I'm leaving work early because I got my kids soccer game. Not mm-hmm. always an easy choice for people out there. Well, so yeah. You gotta make so, it an easy choice, right? <laughs> you can make it an easy choice. So we've got four more minutes until we close out. So when you're fixing a property, you don't fix it like you're gonna live in it, right? You're gonna fix it according to the geographical surroundings, correct? We certainly don't fix it like we're gonna live in it. But we see <laughs> novice investors do that. Yeah. <laughs> you see novice investors, they come in and they prep this house as though they and their family are moving in, and they pay no attention to what's going on in the market, what's going on in the neighborhood, and who their demographic is they're selling to, and that is one of the biggest rookie mistakes is prepping it like you're going to live there. You need to fix this house according to the comps that you are trying to match. That's it. End of story. Yeah. Maybe, maybe slightly nicer. And when I say slightly, I'm saying throw in ceiling fans instead of just lights. Because out here in California, it gets hot. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. we're not putting granite countertops in every single house that doesn't need it. But many people do. And it's it's unfortunate. Okay. So when you flip it then, do you have one exit strategy or do you have multiple exit strategies when you're closing out your deal? (laughs) Yeah. It's always best if you have multiple Again, a rookie mistake is people, if they can't sell it the way they first intended, if that's their only exit strategy, Darren and I have seen so many people lose money. We have multiple Mm -hmm. strategies. If it doesn't work the way you want it to, so be it. It is what it is. Move on. Create another exit strategy and just move on to the next deal. You know, we've been able, that's, that's another thing, a bit of advice I would give is don't put, we heard that, we hear the phrase, don't put all your eggs in one basket have many deals going on make this a business not a hobby yeah got it and then and then real quickly just go ahead because we're going to finish up go ahead i'm sorry i was going to say you just don't want to be a one-trick pony you know what have multiple exit strategies learn all about real estate investing focus on one thing and do it but learn all about it get a good uh, a good education program that can teach you all of the aspects of real estate investing. It will make you a well-rounded investor, and it will create safety nets for you if something doesn't go right. Awesome, awesome. And what's your average time frame to finish a fix and flip? That's your last F. Finish you know, from it. the day we buy it? Through the eviction, if there's one, plus the repairs and everything, we're averaging 112 days. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Well, listen, I wish we had more time with the two of you. Uh, We've got to close out. 
But I want to say thank you to both Darren Davis and Kendall Stock. Hey, real quickly, I understand you guys are so popular. You're having a television show soon? We do. We do. We don't even have a final name yet, Lori. But, uh, you know, you do one thing, you do it well, people, you know, they tend to pay attention. And uh, you may even have a television show follow you around or a camera crew follow you around to put this on TV. Um, we're looking at maybe first quarter next year. We'll have a show out there, and people can actually see what we do. And it'll be reality TV, meaning you're going to get some real <laughs> – yeah, we're going to be making it real as far as uh, <laughs> fixing and flipping houses goes because uh, there's, no need, <laughs> there's no need to dramatize all this stuff. You know, it, it's fun. And if it's not fun, uh, then You're it's not, not doing it right. Right. It's not worth doing. I got it. Well, listen, going to have you back when the television show comes up. Got to close out. Thank you once again, Kendall Stock and Darren Davis. They have been on Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. So stay tuned for next week when we have another show. And let me just close out with one of my favorite quotes. By Joseph Campbell, we must be willing to let go of the life we've planned so as to have the life that is waiting for us. Until next time, it's been Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning into Keeping It Real. Be sure to join Lori Wetzel again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Central, and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. We know you'll learn something new every week, so we'll meet here again soon. Until then, focus on keeping it real and live a life of success.